You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel alive, celebrating 21 years in talk radio. Gang, so nice to have you on board. Of course, we are heard live at XM Satellite Radio Channel 168 and streaming worldwide. If you don't have, if you have friends that need a positive lift on a weekly basis, but they don't yet have XM Satellite Radio, they can listen for free at talkdavid.com. We are damn proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. Our whole purpose is to give you information on how to make better choices to get to the next level in your life. We're talking about your love life, letting an addiction go, increasing your income, rocking with your body. And in just a couple minutes, Karma Shop is going to be on uh, an elite fitness trainer. Karma is amazing. The work she does is incredible. She's going to be talking about getting that body in ship shop, shop shape. As a matter of fact, she's going to be competing in a competition, a figure competition coming up in just a couple of weeks. We'll be talking to her very, very soon on the show. Uh, maybe you need to get closer to God. Maybe there's some kind of a spiritual path that you're looking to do or forgive someone, let go of anger. Maybe it's forgiving yourself. This program is only and always about looking at that powerful shift that we need to make and that we can make right now to get to the place that we want to be, that you would like to get to. If you want to email us during the show, it's talkdavid.com. Just go to talkdavid.com. Send us an email. You can like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook, David Essel Alive on Facebook. Uh, Our David Essel page is filled, but we open David Essel Alive just for you to like it. Go ahead and like us there. And if you want to call and talk to us during the show, it's 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. And don't forget, on our website, talkdavid.com, four free training videos on helping you to achieve the goals in life that you want to achieve. It's called The One Thing That Will Radically Change Your Life Forever. Just go to talkdavid.com, click on the link, and start getting your free videos sent directly to your e-box, your inbox, to help you get what you want out of life. Karma Shop, elite personal trainer, a writer, nutrition coach, and we're going to talk to her today about living in your A-game, excelling in life. And I'm so excited to bring her on the show. Karma, welcome. For having me on. I, I really appreciate the invite. Yes, absolutely, girl. Well, you're doing some pretty massive stuff in helping people to change their lives, aren't you? Uh, I try. I like to think so. How long have you been in the world of uh, personal training? Um, I believe I started personal training, I think it was back in 2006, but I've always been some sort of a, a coach for like a, some sort of sports team or individuals um, in some sort of sporting competitive field. So I didn't actually get my certification in personal training until 2006. And wh- where did this whole sport thing start for you? How old were you when you, when you knew that you had this love of sports, love of competition? Pretty much when I was born. <laughs> um, <laughs> it started at a very young age. I've always been very competitive, uh, mostly with myself, but um, from what I can remember, when I was probably around four, maybe five years old, I was playing soccer and t-ball. I was like in swimming lessons, so there was always something there for me to do and a goal to achieve. So as far as I can remember, I've been doing something. 
And when did when was the uh, the transition into this um, figure competition, physique competition? Um, when did you start getting involved with that? I think that, that was back in two thousand and five. Um, I just remember one day driving to the gym and it, it, just thinking, "Why am I not doing this? I, I, sh- mm. I should be competing." Because um, when I was a, a teenager, when you know, a lot of the girls were getting their, you know, pictures of guys out of, like, Tiger Beat, and there was, like, Tom Cruise, and I was going through the muscle mags, and I had competitive bodybuilders on my wall instead, so it was always something. <laughs> I know, I've always been a little bit different, I guess. Um, so I just figured, why have I kept thinking about this but never done anything about it? So I just one day decided, I'm going for it. I'm going to do this. Mm. And how many hours a day do you put into training as you prepare for this competition in two weeks? Um, a lot. Uh, right now, when I was like six weeks out, um, now I'm two weeks out, but at the six-week-out mark, um, I'm at the gym three times a day. So it's usually about an hour, maybe a little bit more each time. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm doing physique, which is a step up from the figure competition, so I have to be a little bit leaner, a little bit tighter, a little bit more conditioned. So there's a lot more um, details um, physique-wise mm-hmm. to take care of. So I really have to be on top of things. And when you say that, 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 that detail, what's the difference in training? Like for a woman that's going to be in the figure competition versus physique division, what, what's the difference in training? Like what would you have to do for your body differently? Is it, is it, is it a, a wider variety of, of, of exercises, a wider, wider variety of, of movement to get a specific definition in a certain muscle? What is it, Karma? I, it really depends on the individual um, and how, what sort of foundation you're starting with because if you've got some sort of, um, you know, if everything isn't quite symmetrical, then you're you're maybe working on bringing up a certain muscle group so that everything kind of flows and look like looks like one a solid package as opposed to one outstanding feature. Um, for me, I'm fortunate enough that I am fairly proportional. I'm fairly symmetrical, so it's just really working on getting the conditioning and tightening up and getting leaner. Um, for me, that's mostly with um, with the cardio that I'm doing. However, my weak point tends to be my glutes and my hamstrings, so I'm doing a little bit more leg work. Mm-hmm. Every female is a little bit different. And then again, mm-hmm. how I respond to certain exercises and cardio conditioning and diet could be different than somebody that's the same height and weight as me. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a very individual approach to, to competing in that regard. What, when, when you go to the competition, what will, you, what, what will your weight be on the day of competition? And then when you're not competing, what's the shift in weight? Um, well, for me, my off-season weight, like when I'm not competing, I'm five foot eight, so I like to stay under 150 pounds. And at, I'm usually somewhere between 145 and 150 in my off-season. Um, and at that point, I'm probably somewhere around... 16 to 18% body fat. Now, right now, um, I actually just weighed myself this morning, and I was 139 pounds. And in in two weeks, by the time I drop a couple extra pounds of fat and then we go through a water depletion, I'll probably be on stage around the 133 mark. It's really hard to say because for me, because I'm not in bodybuilding, they don't don't judge it by the categories by, by weight. It's by height. Okay. Okay. So, um, 
I, I, I'm there to achieve a look, not necessarily a weight. Yeah. So I'm lucky that way. And, I don't have to really be that concerned about what the scale says. Gotcha. And what will you what will you be percentage of body fat on the day that you tra- that you compete? Um, I'm thinking probably around eight or nine percent, something like that. Eight or nine percent? Yeah, I'm at a, I'm at twelve right now. So, wow. Uh, Eleven or twelve at the moment. So by the time we kind of squeeze that water out and have another another week and a half of training. Um, I'll probably be able to. I'll probably be somewhere around the eight or nine percent mark. I mean, that's incredible, Karma. What's what is the the average woman in America? Now, I, I know that this is going to be really highly disproportional because seventy percent of Americans are overweight. But the, <laughs> what 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 would the average woman in America, at your height, at five foot eight, and your age, what do you, what do you think that they're going to be carrying uh, percentage of body fat right now? Um, Average somebody that has a healthy lifestyle that's not necessarily athletic, I would probably say twenty two percent and higher. Yeah, like yeah I was gonna say tw- I was gonna I was gonna guess twenty five percent. Yeah, like twenty two is kind of a low ball number, but probably mm-hmm. yeah, twenty five is probably a good guess. Like with yeah. my experience with my personal training clients, somebody that's kind of a relatively similar body type to mine would be between about twenty five. Um, they might come into me at like thirty percent, but um, twenty five is probably a good number. Yeah, yeah, and you're going to get down to eight <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, now I got to ask you this question: Are you cranky at eight <laughs> percent? Well, you know what's funny is just my fiance is just like he, we just had this conversation yesterday because he was starting to feel sorry for me. He said because he's like, "Oh, you're so tired because of all this workouts," and he says, "But this time around." You're not, you know, arguing with me. You're not fighting with me. He's like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, I said, As a matter of fact, actually, I'm doing great. I said, "I just, I'm in a really good um, headspace. My frame of mind is focused, and so I, you know, and I said everything's going well. So I have no reason to be uh, to be cranky. I get a little tired, but mm. this time around, it's things are going really, really well. So." You know that's that's such a blessing because you know I I I've, wor- I've worked in in an in industry very similar. Obviously, the, my my work is in personal growth. My office is in a beautiful health club, and so uh-huh. I'm around people all the time that are you know preparing, getting ready. And usually at this two week out mark is when a lot of women I know with the carb depletion, they're decreasing their carbs. <laughs> is that is that they start to get karma? They start to get so bitchy. <laughs> yeah. That does happen. I'm not saying that it doesn't, um, <laughs> but and it, it definitely has in the past. But there's just um, there's something about this show um, that feels very similar to back in 2009. I did a show where I won first place in my category, and then I ended up taking overall. So wow, overall means they get the winners of of the each you know category within figure and have who's the best winner out of the winners. So right. I took the whole show, and I I feel that same way. So I'm mm. so I'm I'm just going with it. I'm I'm riding it, and I'm taking that positive momentum, and I'm just going forward. So. I love it. Karma, I'm going to ask you to hang in there. Gang, if you want more information, we're going to go to a break, Karma. We're going to come back and talk to you more. I'm going to get, I'm going to get uh, for America. America, listen up. 
We're going to talk to this elite trainer and find out what kind of dietary changes we can make right now to get on a path of better health. What type of fitness changes? If you're not into fitness, what can we do to start? Karma's going to come back, share more information about that. If you want more information about her, go to Facebook and then just slash Karma's Corner with a K, two Ks, Karma's Corner on Facebook for more information on Karma Shop and the work that she's doing. When we come back from these messages, we'll be finding out what you can do personally to enhance your diet. What kind of changes, simple changes could you make that could have a positive outcome as well as exercise changes? We'll find out from one of the elite personal trainers in the USA today. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. For 21 years, we've been rocking the USA with the positive message. We're going to keep it going. Broadcasting for you every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. one 800 548 talk. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Yeah, I could use a dream or a genie or a wish to go back to a place much simpler than this. Cause after all the party and it's smashing and crashing and all the glitz and the glam and the fashion and all the pandemonium and all the Helping you to overcome blocks to create the goals, not only just to create the goals, but to achieve the goals that are most important to you in life. David Essel alive every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-8255. My guest, Karma Shop, an elite personal trainer, writer, nutrition coach. Uh, If you want more information on Karma, go to Facebook slash Karma's Corner, 2Ks, Karma's Corner. And uh, and check out everything that she has to author there. Um, to offer there, Karma. If if you're working with general people around the world right now, as you are on this show, and you are going to recommend some of the most important nutritional changes people could make to look better, feel better, et cetera, where do you think you would start? Um, first thing is out of sight, out of mind. Now, what I mean by that is, if you don't have those trigger foods, those things that you really, you know, crave, things that really aren't good for you, if they're not in your house and you don't see them, you're a whole lot less likely to have, to end up eating them. Because if, right. if that means that you have to get in your car and go drive to the store and make a, an extended effort to go get them, then you're less likely to have them. Um, now, I, for me, when I'm, you know, dieting down for a competition, I do that. I don't... I don't keep the cookies, the, the you know, those sugary treats, because that's my trigger point. I don't keep them right. in the house. Um, I drink a lot of water and a lot mm. of, um, like, crystal light and that type of stuff. So the more heart- hydrated I am, the, the less hungry and the less cravings I get. And it helps to a certain extent. It's not going to necessarily make it go away 100%, um, you know, the whole time, every time. But it, it definitely right. does help. Um, and other things too is just really be aware of what you're putting in your mouth. Because um, when I have new clients come to me and say, "Oh, I'm eating well," I'm like, "Okay, well, what does that mean to you?" Because that might right. mean something totally different to me than it does to them. And so, what I'll have a brand new client do, as I said, you know, write a food journal, a food and drink journal, everything that you're eating and drinking, 
write it down. And, you know, and people are surprised. Love, because you know, Karma, I'm, I'm laughing right now because I know when, when, when my listeners follow your advice, more often than not, they're going to be pretty damn surprised at what they're actually eating versus what they're claiming they're eating, right? Oh, absolutely. And it's like between that and, um, you know, what, what you're drinking, because drinking liquid calories are so easy mm. to consume. You know, mm-hmm. if you go to Starbucks or, you know, a coffee house or wherever and get one of those fancy coffee drinks, well, that's three, 400 calories that you just gulp down in a matter of minutes and mm-hmm. probably didn't even realize. Um, and then the other thing, too, that I ask them is not only write down what you're eating and how much, uh, you know, what the por- portion sizes and all that stuff is, but what time of day. So then you mm-hmm. can kind of see what the eating patterns are. Because um, right. it's not just exactly what you're eating it's when you're eating it in relation to other meals and when you're when you woke up and activities and all that sort of stuff so uh, it's just really being aware because um, mm. you know what if you have a candy bowl on your kitchen table and you know two three times a day you pop a couple candies in your mouth you don't realize that all those little things add up so if, if we, we have about a minute left, if you could give us 60 seconds of inspiration in regards to exercise, 60 seconds of tips, what would they be? Pick something you actually like doing. Because if you don't like doing it, you're going to end up resenting it, and then you're not, you're not going to end up doing it at, or getting the benefits out of it. And celebrate your accomplishments. No matter how big or how small, celebrate any victories and, and positive outcomes. Because once you gain, gain that strength and momentum, it's going to help carry you through, and you're just going to feel so much better and so much more empowered about what you're doing. Mm. I like it. Karma Shop, hey, good luck in two weeks, babe. I hope you knock it dead and take <laughs> both prizes away again. <laughs> That's my plan. I'm going to. I, I bet you will. Well, sincerely, we, know we wish you the best of luck with that, and I want to thank you again for taking time to sharing your wisdom and thoughts here today on the show, Karma. Anytime. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me on. I really appreciate it. Yes, you're very welcome. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Our, uh, our our information, for more information on Karma, go to Facebook, Karma Shop, uh, Facebook.com, and it's Karma's Corner, K-A-R-M-A-S, Corner, K-O-R-N-E-R. Check it out. She's got some great stuff there. You know, I, w- I want to make this one comment, too. Uh, when you're looking, like Karma's a trainer, when you're looking at making a life change, usually we get as far as we can get by ourselves, and that's where we're sitting today, gang. So you look at your body, you look at your energy level, you look at the food you eat you wish you didn't, you look at the exercise you wish you did and you didn't. If there's any way that you can look at giving yourself the gift of a trainer, the gift of a certified personal trainer to get you started. This is the time to do it. Don't wait until oh, when the kids go back to school or when I get this bonus. Look at your you look look at your income. Find out from your local gym how much it would cost. Don't do it on your own. I want to say this again. You've gotten yourself as far as you can by yourself, and you're sitting in the body you got with you. It's time to commit to someone else and ask them for their expertise to bring you to the next level. If you if you have a question about this, 800-548-TALK. Call me, 1-800-548-TALK. I'm David Essel. Stay there.
Pure Positive Talk, every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here. Let your friends know as well, if they're tired of negative media, if they're tired of all the propaganda, they just want some kind of breath of fresh air, we've been doing this for a long time, and let them know they can listen to us on XM Satellite Radio 168 or streaming live at talkdavid.com. Uh, 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. I want to go into this. We have such an email database, and I get slammed trying to uh, keep up with everyone that, that writes in and asks questions. If you want to write in, though, absolutely do it, talkdavid.com. We're going to go through a bunch of emails right now. Uh, 1-800-548-TALK. If you would like to talk to me one-on-one, if there's something in your life that just isn't working, if you've got a question about how to accomplish a certain goal, if it's writing a book, forgiving someone, losing weight, making more money, if you're in a place in life where you're going, I just don't know what to do next. This is an opportunity. This segment, while I'm going through these emails, if you want to talk or if you want to email us, we'll take more emails, absolutely. This is our chance. This is a chance to, to, to really move through and to do some great stuff with you guys. 1-800-548-8255. Okay. This is going to be in response. Last week, we had a segment on, uh, on age and love. And we got a bunch of responses in regards to age differences in love. If you remember, the email I read was from a woman who was 25, who was dating a guy 38 years older than her. Remember that? And, uh, and her parents were really upset, but they had been together for five years. He proposed, she wanted to say yes, but she was concerned because of the age difference that her family would not attend the wedding. All right, so this is what we have responses to that to that email that I shared on the air. Brenda is 65. She's dating a guy 30. Uh, there we go. That's a good difference, 35-year difference. And they've been together for five years. She said, David, it's heaven for us both. Uh, then we have Rick. He's 50. He's dating a young woman at 30. There's 20 years difference. Uh, he said, I get kitted constantly, but we've been together for eight years. So we have this perception that this age difference is a deal killer. So many people have this perception that if it's more than 10 years, if it's more than 15 years, oh, for heaven forbid, 20 years, it's not going to work. It's never going to work. But it's much more than age, isn't it? Now, the things that I'm not going to go into the full details of what Brenda and Rick wrote, but the things that they wrote about in their emails, it was all about what these people had in common that overcame these large differences in their age. Uh, if you remember also, we, we, we talked then, it, the, the whole conversation last week went into the, the concept of a sugar daddy. You remember that? So Benjamin writes to us and says, I listened to your segment on age and dating last week. I'm a 50-year-old man, divorced two years. I met a a wonderful 30-year-old woman who has financial needs I can meet easily. She does not want a relationship, and I'm actually looking for company. As the last two years, I've been feeling very lonely. What do you think? And this is now this is where we go into that whole sugar daddy relationship, right? Where the guy or the woman takes care of their partner in exchange for sex and companionship. So let, let me just give you feedback. 
Number one, if you're looking for short-term fun and not a relationship, as this woman has clearly pointed, this is an option. Remember that the demands often escalate. So what happens in these uh, sugar daddy relationships is that oftentimes the woman who you're dating starts off with, oh, you know, it'd be just great to go on a vacation with you, it'd just be great for this, and then the demands for money start to escalate. Now, on the flip side, let's say it's a guy who's the sugar daddy. Oftentimes, men become more possessive. And I've got an email I'll read for you in a minute about this. But the guy starts becoming more possessive. This is where the power exchange, her body and your money, goes to hell. (laughs) This is where drama and chaos is created. This is why these relationships are often so short-term and rarely ever work. Now, if Benjamin, if you're going into this relationship knowing all this, just don't get pissed when it happens. And and this is what I share with my clients. I share it with women who are looking for sugar daddies, and they contact me and say, you know, David, I feel a little guilty. I feel ashamed. Is this something I should be doing? We talk about it. Guys I've talked to, once they meet the guy, often they bring the guy into the office. I'm working with them both because they're having a lot of chaos and drama. And then I share with them openly. Of course you're having chaos and drama. There's a power exchange going on, and it's not pretty. You expect more out of him. You expect more out of her. And that's what leads to chaos and drama. It's not even. It's There's not like this general interest in the person. There's a general interest in getting what you want, which equals Chaos and drama. (laughs) 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Okay, so then we got responses from this whole sugar daddy thing from last week. Mark says, I agree with your caller, Kurt. I've been a sugar daddy many times, and it always ends in drama. There we go. Nick, been there, done that. It's usually great for the first few months. Then most girls get greedy. Interesting. Anthony says, I found myself in this type of a dating relationship a few times, and I become very controlling, hence what I said earlier, and expect her to be available whenever I want. Um, I think I created the drama. And Anthony, I think you're right. So, gang, if this is a type of relationship, there's, there's websites out there that you can look for that type of relationship. If that's what you're looking for, I'm not going to say that you're wrong for wanting that. I'm just going to say, keep your head up, both men and women. If that's what you're looking for, just be aware that at some point it's probably going to explode. It's not going to turn into a quote-unquote real relationship because you're not going into it concerned about the person. You're going into it concerned about what you're going to get. And that, my friends, is an absolute recipe for disaster. (laughs) one 800 548 And I'm not laughing at people when I'm laughing, gang. I'm just laughing at the situation. So when people go into these relationships, if they go in understanding the truth, then there shouldn't really be any hang-ups or drama that when you get to that point and needs start escalating, demands start escalating from either side, it's time to walk away. Uh, 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. This came in from Chuck, Emotional Affairs. Oh, my Lord. We did a video on YouTube on emotional affairs. I don't know how many thousands of hits it gets, but I get people from all over the world, literally all over the world, email me about emotional affairs. Um, he writes about he was having constant lunches with his secretary, and his wife 
got all upset. So Chuck sends me this email talking about his lunches with his secretary. His, his wife's all upset. Um, and, and I'm going to say this right away, Chuck. Your wife is dead on. And I know that when I say that to most men, that they cringe. Uh, you know, the on, when you have ongoing casual lunches with your secretary, when a guy has ongoing casual lunches with a friend, a female friend, and if your partner says, this is really bothering me, why would you continue? And I'm being dead serious here. You know, if, 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 if guys in this case, and, and the same thing happens with women, but if, um, because Chuck wrote, I'm going to, to address it from a man's perspective. If a guy's got to get his, his ego, small ego, riled up because his wife or his girlfriend is calling him out on the fact that he's having an emotional affair, and I'll define what that is. Guys, you got to get your act together and say, if something is bothering your partner enough, let it go. You know, if you're innocent and there's no real emotional or physical connection, it should be very easy to stop, Right. I mean, anyone, if your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend says, hey, you're hanging out with this person a lot, it kind of bothers me, just stop it, gang. Just And because what, what's happening if you say no is you're saying my, my ego, my small ego is much more important than pleasing you, my partner. So here we go back into power struggles, right? And if you're guilty and you're trying to cover it up by saying it's nothing, don't worry about it, and you're still doing it, you got to stop it there, too. In other words, gang, regardless if you're innocent or you're guilty, you must stop it if you want your current relationship to continue. Now, some people will sabotage their current relationships by doing things like this because they want a way out, and then they want to be able to say to their partner, you know what, you're so insecure, you're so jealous, I don't even want to be with you anymore, when all along it's just a smokescreen, they wanted to end the relationship. But if you want the relationship to continue, Gang, we have to respect something that bothers our partner, and we've got to end those casual lunches, casual drinks, casual coffee, whatever it is. So what's an emotional affair? An emotional affair is a breaking of trust. When we're with someone, usually from the opposite sex, and we're sharing with them information about our partner that should only be shared with our partner. So if you're with a woman and you're a guy, and you're having lunch, and you have breakfast, or you have coffee, and during those times, you're saying, yeah, you know, my wife and I got, we're just not getting along, we're just not doing this, we're just not doing that, that's an emotional affair. You're breaking trust. You know, if, if in, and how do you know? And you say, it's very simple. If your partner, if your wife or your girlfriend was sitting there, would you be telling this person in front of your wife or your girlfriend what you're doing? And hopefully, unless you're an idiot and you really have no feelings, the answer would be, well, hell no, I wouldn't say that if she was here. Then we know you're, you're breaking the trust right there. So anytime, if you're talking about financial challenges that you and your wife are having, if you're talking about intimacy challenges in the bedroom, if you're talking about arguing, if you're saying, you know, my wife is always getting on my back about A, B, C, D, or E, that's an emotional affair. And let me tell you something, it's just as damaging as a physical affair. When you break the trust with your partner by sharing intimate information about your life, your love life, your finances, whatever it is, that's breaking trust. 1-800-548-TALK. 
548-8255. We'll try to get to more of your emails right after these messages. If you got something on your mind, if you're trying to heal a relationship, if you're trying to heal an addiction, if you're trying to heal anything in your life and you're not quite sure what to do, this is the time to give us a ring. And yes, when we come back, I'll be getting to more and more of your emails. Every Saturday from 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, you're tuned in to David Essel Live Positive Talk Radio, 1-800-548-8255. I am David Essel. Stay right there. Pure Positive Talk Radio, rocking across the USA every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out. David Essel in the box with you right here. We're going through a bunch of emails. This is a segment I'm going to try to start doing every Saturday to um, to respond to so many of the awesome listeners that we have that, that have questions. And if you want to bring up your questions on the air, feel free to give us a call as well, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Anything you're having a challenge getting through, like Steve wrote to us here, uh, a caring for an aging parent, this is hard work. Okay, there's more and more people that are coming out of the woodwork and they don't know how to take care of themselves while they're caring for an aging parent. Uh, and so this is what I'm going to say, Steve, to decrease the stress, Google in your area. I'm a huge fan of Google. Google caregiver support groups. Whatever city you live in, put in the city first and then caregiver support groups. Find out who might be in your area, what resources are available. Almost every city has something going on that um, that you might find beneficial. Number one. Number two, look ahead each week and schedule activities that give you energy as you're caring for your aging parents. It could be passions or hobbies. It could be uh, classes that that you're that you're you know you know if you took photography, art, dance, music, something that would inspire you, something that would inspire you. Thank you so much, Steve, for giving us uh, an email. One eight hundred five four eight talk. One eight hundred five four eight talk. Email us at talkdavid.com. Let's go to California, Willie. You're on with David Essel. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm a new listener. I just heard you for the first time the last 15 minutes. Uh, my question for you is, you know, I was listening to your, your little rap about emotional affairs, and yeah. I think I may be guilty of that. And it, it's kind of funny because you mentioned the whole sabotage thing. I guess my question to you is, um, what is, like, if I don't have, you know, the what it takes to break up with in my current relationship, what is your suggestion? What's the best way of going about doing it? Oh my gosh, Willie! You know what? But you, you know, if you know you want out, if if you know you want out, now listen, I'm going to be honest with you. It's sometimes it seems really hard to just say, "Honey, this ain't it," right? Yeah, and I've actually done that, and I've actually given divorce papers, and then I feel like like I'm the center of the universe for this person, and I feel like that. So, you know, I know I can't save her if she does something crazy while I'm, when, if I leave, and I need to think that she can save myself, maybe, but 
sometimes I, you know, I feel like it's just going to be too much for her that I'm assuming the burden that I chicken out when she starts crying and making me feel guilty and all this good stuff because she's not ready, but I am. Right, right. Well, and how long have you been together, Willie? Um, 16 years. Married for eight. 16 years. Uh, good friends for two years. Dated for four. Married for eight. Okay. And why is it that you, that you want out? Uh, we are just different people at this point. We started out when we were, we were nobodies together. We both uh, completed our master's programs. We both got great jobs that are taking us in different directions. We've got lots of differences. There's a, there's a lot of verbal abuse. There's a lot of uh, differences. She wants a kid. I don't. I want to live overseas. He doesn't. Just that kind of stuff. And now yeah. that we're older and stuff we couldn't foresee when we were younger is catching up to us. And it's, uh, you know, I feel like I'm giving up the best part of my life right now because I'm stuck in something that I don't have the, uh, the guts to get out of. Willie, have, have you worked with a coach, a counselor, a therapist, or a minister? We have gone to counseling three times in, okay. in five years. Three different counselors, I'll say. Okay. And, and how long did you go for? What was the length of time on average with each counselor? Um, probably two and a half months. Okay, so, and was that once a week for two and a half months? Uh, yeah. Sim, yeah and at the... That. At, at the conclusion of this work, did did anyone, did any of the, the professionals give you their feedback on what they would recommend you do? Um, well, we kind of quit going. I don't think we got to the feedback part because uh, my wife <laughs> and I have, we have lots of issues. Okay. Like we, we have uh, allegations of infidelity, uh, trust issues, and it's just a, it's just a mess. But it's like um, I think she comes from an upbringing that, that won't allow her to throw in the towel on our relationship unless there's, infidelity or physical abuse mm-hmm. and and there's none of that okay so i'm thinking and maybe i should just do take the easy way out <laughs> maybe you should what maybe i should go have an affair and, and purposely get caught if that's well the, you, if that, if you that's know that it i i know willie but let me tell you something you don't want that added drama and chaos okay <laughs> I know, I, mean, I know, and and all my brothers and every all my friends tell me that that's a sucker's way of going out, and I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, and and here's the thing, you know, not only that, you could get a you could get a sexually transmitted disease, you could get someone pregnant, you could wind up going, oh my lord, I I wanted a divorce, I have a baby, and I have a disease. Yeah, I mean that's true. So I'm calling you to what? What's your? What would be your recommendation to? How do I get it so I can stick a fork in it? I guess I mean short of I mean I've come up with lots of catchphrases. You know I listen to tons of talk shows where I've got a thousand ways of doing it, mm-hmm. but for some reason I just don't seem to. Do you think that's more yeah. of a I'm a uh, I'm not ready to, or do you think that's just me just downright chicken? Okay. Well, I'm going to give you two answers here. Number one, um, I've been doing this work in counseling for a very, very long time, and I am pro-marriage way before I'm pro-divorce, okay? So so my my very first response is I would say find one more person to work with, do everything in the world one more time, Willie, just one more time, just try everything in the world to come to a conclusion where that you can, in front of your partner and this counselor, therapist, coach, whoever you work with, you can say, you know what, I've done everything 
to save this marriage, and I can't. See, sometimes, Willie, the reason we can't pull the plug and go for the divorce is that we're codependent. In other words, you know, we, we, we fall into that whole thing that you talked about, that, you know, we get suckered back in, we feel bad, we feel guilty. Sometimes, though, we know in our heart and soul that if we actually did the work and changed ourselves, that the marriage could be saved, but we don't want to do the work. We really don't. We don't want to be more compassionate to our partner, our wife in this case. We don't want to be more empathetic. We don't want to change. We don't want to do the work. We want the easy way out. So, so what I would say to you, if I'm in your shoes, I, I would go one more time, give it hell to try to save the marriage. If that doesn't work, you'll know in your heart and soul it's time to let it go. Okay. Willie, I, 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 want you, I want you to think about it. Call me back next Saturday. Let me know what you did. And also, this is the week that we're doing free 20-minute counseling on the phone. Go to my website, talkdavid.com. Email me, and we'll set it up to talk to you off air. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. For what you need. I need a, a 